Push these niggas off me like Push these bitches off me like Push these niggas off me like Pushing the snakes, I'm pushing the fakes I'm pushing them all off me like Pushing them all off me like Yeah I be a bitch shit Talking to boom and shit Then with a soul and shit Know you a joke, my ass is the closer I let the moon and shit Know the results, the ballad is in And I'm about to boom again You funny, dog. I'll be on your money, dog. I wake up to I meditate on running loss. Swerve, 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 shake the currents off. Yeah. Push these niggas off me like Push these bitches off me like Push these niggas off me like Pushing the snakes, I'm pushing the fakes, I'm pushing them all on me like Kendrick Lamar has done it again, ladies Damn, and gentlemen. That album is the shit. He has done it again. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, this is like not just music anymore, bro. No. This is like spoken word. This is like poetry. This is like uh, art. This is just, it's outside of the realm of yeah. uh, of music, I think, bro. There's more meaning behind everything. Yeah, I mean, he's on his spiritual shit. He's on his lyrical shit. He's on his cultural shit. He's on his awakening shit, on his enlightenment shit. Like, man. I like that part where he says, uh, can't, can't have behind your money, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. It's beautiful, bro. Yeah. It's beautiful. So here we are, episode 11. Episode 11, Dave. Uh, Jesus, man. It's like, uh, again, <laughs> I know I, I don't want to sound redundant here, folks. Thank <laughs> you for the support. Uh, it keeps trickling in. Um Real quick, I'm going to go here live on my phone and tell you where we got new listeners from. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, this I didn't mean, I mean to ask you, man. When I walked through the door, I was yeah, like, Yeah, we got new listeners from on? different countries, and uh, that just weird. I don't know how that happens, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, I'm so we got, uh, we got listeners now in the United Kingdom. What? And New Zealand. <laughs> United? <laughs> Bollocks. <laughs> Yeah. That's a lot of bollocks if you ask me, mate. Yeah, so, man. Uh, Are they from the military? Yeah, so it's... <laughs> Are I you mean, serious? Yeah. The UK? Look at it. Wow, you... Jesus. Yeah. New Zealand? Yeah. Wow. So, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how... You know what I mean? The, I didn't do it. This shit works, but listen, man, we're, we're thankful and... Uh, we're thankful to everybody, you know what I mean, from everywhere else that listens. Um, I think it's from all the platforms. We, we're on a lot of shit. Yeah, we're on all the platforms. That that definitely helped us, you know? Do you remember that day? Even though our video didn't circulate for about a minute and a half because uh, they took us down immediately. But anyways. Uh, I, I called that, the, by the way. The mad genius fucking, oh, uh, you know. Jesus Christ. Uh, I, what was the, the term that you used? What term? Uh, that you linked it somehow? Uh, so it would continue to distribute after the fact? Oh, I, uh, I, 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 I daisy chained it. You daisy chained it, yeah. <laughs> Mad scientist over here. Oh God! I don't know what I do with this fucking without this fucking guy. But uh, anyway, we're gonna get into it, bro. Yeah, uh, you know, right into it. We're gonna dive yeah, in with two feet because uh, Big Jess wants to just go right in and. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I got I got one hot on my on my mind, so I'm yeah. gonna fucking uh, you know freestyle this one and freestyle. Hopefully, Hopefully it slaps as much as the Kendrick Lamar album. You know yeah, I mean? we're not gonna go missionary. Jess is gonna go a whole new position. Yeah, right yeah, I'm going raw. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna stand up in the in the in the uh, spiritual pussy. Yeah. Today, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that being said, there's a whole bukkake of knowledge that's coming your way. Jesus I hope you're ready for it. Put on your glasses, your splash cards, whatever you got, because it's going to get messy. Yeah, get your kit but, bottle uh, unleashed. This is all meant to, you know what I mean, bring a little attention to the shit that nobody ever discusses, and that is uh, imperative that we uh, pose ourselves these certain questions, because no one's asking it, and uh, that's by design. Uh, people don't want you to fucking wake up to your reality of how fucking great you are and realize that we're living in a fucking um, uh, program, the world, you know what I mean? Where the world, where the food's not fucking real anymore and, uh, you know what I mean? Where everything's controlled by fear, you know what I mean? I think uh, I, Which leads me to, yeah. I, I gotta read this quote that I read to David earlier and it fucking blew him away, um, which this is gonna be, by the way, um, uh, probably our next podcast that we do because I'm <laughs> Jesus Christ, but... Uh, the whole system is ruled by fear. Um, government uh, obey or jail. School says obey or fail, and religion says behave or hell. Yeah. So, uh, just you know, pay attention. You know what I mean? Pay attention. You know what I mean? You're you're, you know, another thing that we got to change the term free will because it gives the appearance like that it's actually free and nothing's free. When the consequences come from making the bad decisions with your free will, it slaps back and it costs you more than you can imagine. Even in the good, um, yeah. energy is an, energy is exchanged. There's a cost. Absolutely. There's always and, and, a fucking yeah, cost. Yeah. Nothing's for free in this life. Nothing. Yeah. And, and yeah, fear, people use that tool uh, very, uh, very loosely. You know why they use fear? Why? Uh, or why they don't use love, huh. uh, which is the total polar opposite of fear. Mm-hmm. Is because it's hard to control people with love. Ah. It's easier to control with fear. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Anyways, let me get right into it. So, episode 11 of the Neighborhood Podcast, we're going to name this one, Why is it so hard to let go of what no longer serves us? <laughs> we're going to get right into it. Now, Dave, let Jeez. me pose a question to you. I knew it. <laughs> Here we go. You know what I mean? You're the closest one in proximity, bro, so asshole. you're going to get the, the, the buck shots, man. Yeah, yeah, there it is. I'm the innocent bystander. What do you think, bro? What does that fucking make you think? Ah, yeah, yeah. Where do I even fucking begin? Well, I can start by telling you that. I mean, in the past, when I was younger, growing up, you know, even as an adolescent into now, into my early adulthood and moving forward, I never realized until now, until 25 years, 24 years later, that things that I thought were serving me or so good for me or, or yeah I like having these people around or oh this was so good these things I needed to be around with or I felt some kind of attachment or some kind of magnetic field towards it like I needed to be there I didn't have to explain to anybody I, I didn't have to explain to myself I, I couldn't even explain it to myself I just knew I had to be there I thought that it was good for me but now well, that you now that I well, you didn't just think that it was good for you someone led you to believe yeah that it was good yeah, for you yeah of course yeah. Just like the old uh, uh, pyra- food pyramid, when fucking bread was on there. Oh, yeah. We all know how fucking bad bread is for us now, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not that it stops anybody from eating it, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? But just, to, it, you know, that fucking food pyramid was a little fucking flawed for sure, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it was made for probably other agendas, you know, probably we'll never know. But, you know, again, it was these things I thought that served me. And, and either they were told by other people or... Made, made, made me feel comfortable or made me feel good. It doesn't matter what it was. Some Somehow or some way I was attracted verbally, some kind of connection or, or something that I was associated with, whether I was working, whether friends, led me to believe that. But 
later on down the years, later on down the circumstances, down the line, when shit went down, I realized that, fuck, this wasn't for me. Like, what the fuck was I doing? Like, it took me years to realize that. Even when I didn't and what, realize what are you speaking? Give me something specifically oh that you're God, speaking of. Just God. one thing. You know I can't do that. I mean... Okay. Um, all right, well... Um, here, okay. I'll start. Yeah, how about ahead. that? Um, how about we start about relationships? There we go. That are no longer serving us, whether it be friendship, whether it be uh, romantic relationships. That's what I was just going to say. Whether it be um, uh, professional relationships. Um, why is it so hard to move on when... You've known for months that you are not happy. Wow. For years, possibly, that this is not what you want and this is not what you expected. I have an example. Sure. Okay. My ex-wife. Okay. All right. And uh, so when I met my ex-wife, I was dating someone at the time, and this was told from a mutual friend. Hey, like she said, hey, what is, is he with her? Like, how is he with her? Like, oh, no, that shit ain't gonna happen. Yeah. I didn't find that out until years down the line. Now, mind you, she made it her agenda to make that happen. Yeah. Now, after everything went through, we got together, the whole kids and divorce and everything now, I came across a diary that she left behind. And she wrote, she documented everything. And in one of the pages, it said that she wanted to show her family everyone in her family, everyone that doubted her that she can actually have a family. Mm-hmm. That she can actually do this. She can change me. She can mold me and make me this person that, uh, you know, this this white picket fence. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck. I she was going to make a prince out of you yet. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. But I'll tell you this funny story. When I met her, she had a splinter in her finger and she wanted me to pull that out. And she specifically came to me while I was busy at work and doing these things and, you know, she was my superior, of course. And I did that. And as we got to know each other, I, I thought to myself, the first few weeks, I said, Jesus Christ, this is great. It felt great. Like, it felt rewarding. But I knew this this, this isn't me. Yeah, yeah. But I love the attention. I was drawn to it. Like, where I wasn't getting something, I got it from her. Yeah. And it felt good. It felt like it had served some kind of purpose. But something inside me said, ah, oh, man, don't. Uh, step away, step away, uh, you know, kind of take a step back. And you know what? I didn't. That's a beautiful sentiment. And let me unpack that a little bit. Go for it. Because I have nothing else to say. Um, (laughs) Whatever's going to incriminate me. You you were trying to get something from her that you felt was missing. Yeah. Because you couldn't give it to yourself. Correct. Because you couldn't generate it yourself. So that affection, that love, uh, that sense of appreciation that sense of somebody needing you um, and you feeling some type of comfort and being needed and being valued. These were all things that you couldn't give to yourself. So you were thirsty for someone that could offer that up to you. And she happened to be that person that was able to facilitate that for you. Ultimately. Yes. However, not right away Mm -hmm. because I was still distant. I was just kind of feeling the waters, you know, right. Everybody want to get with her, you know, what, you know, you know, it is. Yeah. And what did it is one day she locked her keys in her car while we were closing. This was at Apple and Manhattan Village. 
and uh, she couldn't get in the car. She didn't know how to get in. She had AAA, you know, whatever. So what I do, I took a hanger from the break room and I broke into her car. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she glorified it. Like I was this fucking... <laughs> Yeah, and that did. What David's not saying about the story is that he also stole her Cadillac converter that night. <laughs> and just in the area of Wilmington, if you're missing Cadillac converters. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not saying it was David. I'm just saying that he's affluent at stealing Cadillac yeah. converters. Just like he knew the value of Cadillac converters before anybody knew the value of Cadillac converters. By the way, it's, that's all I'm saying. Wait. You. you know what? Yeah. Just like this degenerate drinks at every fucking network. So. You know, by the way, it's pronounced catalytic converter. Catalytic? Catalytic converter. Oh, catalytic. Okay, Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't get... Oh, Jesus. For Whatever. Crook, you're, getting, you're sure getting strung up on the fucking pronunciation of words. Anyway, that's what sealed the thing. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. I she never hears this. Um... <laughs> Um, so yeah, why is it so hard uh, for us to let go when no longer serves us? You know what I mean? Um, it's just a question that I dare you to ask yourself. An you open-ended I mean? question. It's an open-ended question. You know what I mean? Um, I always like to, like I was telling David when I we're coming up with the title, it's like I love the word why. Let me start with that because it makes this, it, it takes me back to childhood when we had that childhood curiosity and we wanted to know everything about everything. We want everything to make sense. Which, you know, which leads always to mommy, why this? And daddy, why this? And you know what I mean? Like the whys don't fucking stop and they get overwhelming until fucking parents get frustrated and they fucking, you know, shut them up or, you know, give them their phones or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just to get them to fucking stop talking. But it's uh, it's probably not the best idea to, uh, you know, turn off your kid's curiosity when they're engaged and they're curious about something. I think that would serve us now as adults to still keep that same curiosity that we had when we were children. Because by no means, just because you're now a parent, does that mean that you have the capacity to navigate through this world and, uh, you know, through all the spiritual challenges and physical challenges and financial challenges that we face on a single, uh, on, a, on every single day a basis. daily basis. And so... Keep that curiosity. Don't let fucking, you know, don't get comfortable in your own box that you've built for yourself or that society has allowed you to operate in. Um, well, here's the thing, Jess, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, society and life and, and all the general responsibilities that society says, hey, this has to be done. You know, these things need to be taken care of. Of course, they're priorities, but there are ways to manage those things. And we get lost in that every single day. And I'm guilty of it, just like everyone else. And like I mentioned before, like with Bash, explaining things to him is, it's, I'm exhausted. It's the toughest thing to do because then he has another, he has another question on top of that. Yeah. But it's so rewarding afterwards where you get that point across to him and he understands. He's so fucking, he's so damn smart. He's just so intuitive, but it's, it's the hardest thing to do as a parent. I can speak on that. It's, it's. After everything that has bombarded us every hour of the day of our lives, of work, our family, or whatever it is on top of that, that sandwich of shit, you got to find time to add that tomato and that cheese in there because yeah. it's essential. It's essential. If you can pack everything into that one day and absorb and deal with that, you should, you should goddamn well be able to deal with your, your son or daughter or your kids' questions. Sorry. That's all I'd say. Um, you know, I mean, just going back to the relationship, uh, you know, what I was I mentioning earlier, like this question to me, uh, you know, it just personally applies. 
I can I can see it apply a lot to personal relationships. Uh, like I said, whether it be friendship, uh, romantic relationships, business relationships, uh, relationships with uh, you know childhood friends or you know people that we had a connection with in the early in the early stages of our lives. Um, it's cool, you know what I mean. It's honorable, but I mean if you're still operating within those circles, I hope that. Um, as, as a general group, you guys have evolved in, in ways of thinking and beyond just, you know, the fact that everybody owns a home and that everybody is providing for their families. Like, what about the real fucking questions? You know what I mean? Uh, of, of life. Like, listen, how many of us are stuck in relationships where we don't want to be anymore? And we're just so fucking scared to take that leap of faith because it's like, well, at least I fucking know the misery here already. You know what I mean? It's like that phrase, you know what I mean? Uh, the yeah. devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't know, right? Um, or the infamous cheaper to keeper. Cheaper to keeper, you know, which applies to a lot of people, you know what I mean? Because, uh, you know what I mean? Especially if you're up there in a, on a special uh, bracket of, of money earners, you know what I mean? Within that 1% or even, you know, the higher end of the middle class, you know what I mean? It's like, it's 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 kind of a dumb sentiment though i mean can you put a fucking price on your happiness is it really cheaper to keep her when your fucking soul's dying and you're just holding on for dear life even though you're miserable out of your fucking mind I think and and not to put blame on any particular party it takes two fucking people to fuck a relationship yeah. up because a relationship is so fucking hard to begin with yeah. you are a fucking fool to think that it's going to be easy to maintain a relationship uh, through its 60 years that you're, you know, promise each other, you know, to, to live together, you know, with the age expectancy being what it is. Um, you got to really have some serious conversations. You really got to make an effort, even after the fact that you're married, to remain dating the person that you live with. It's important that you guys carve out time. It's important that you guys have conversations about what's expected it's important that you guys sort out the little mundane things like who's gonna pay the bills uh who's gonna set the table uh who's gonna do the cooking who's gonna wash the dishes who's gonna fucking make breakfast in the morning who's gonna clean the yard who's gonna be responsible for picking up the kids who's gonna be responsible for taking them to practice who's gonna do this who's gonna all these little mundane things that we don't consider our 90% of our life, it's something that we do on a daily basis. And for you not to have these discussions, you're fooling yourself to think that this shit's not going to just unravel and fall apart on you because it's important to discuss everything. Because these are the things that you do on a daily basis. And if it's a fucking war and everybody's at each other's throat every morning just figuring out the morning how to get out the fucking house in time, it's it's you're 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 just setting yourself up for failure, yeah. and even if you're able to stick it out for whatever fucking reason, because you're not brave enough to leave, or because or avoid it somehow, you know, or or because you're not you're not devoted enough to fucking put in the effort that it takes to have a fucking healthy relationship. Either way, it's gonna be hell. It's gonna be hell, and especially if there's one person that's pushing a seventy percent load of the responsibility, and the other <laughs> person's pushing thirty. It's never going to happen like that. It has to be a fucking... There's going to be days 
where when you love the person that you love and they're not going to be able to fucking meet you there and meet you at 50%, especially when it comes to women and them, you know, being on their menstrual period. I understand that sometimes it's brutal for some women, you know, other women breeze through it, you know what I mean? But some women really have it hard when it comes to shit like that. And you got to understand they're not always going to be fully available or, or operating at their full capacity when shit like that happens to them, you know what I mean? So that's when you're going to have to pick up the slack, but you got to keep all these fucking things into consideration that you might think like, well, who fucking thinks of that? Well, that's the fucking reason. Nobody does. That's the reason shit's fucked up because you don't take these little small things into consideration that are going to show up more than you fucking think on a daily fucking basis, on a monthly basis. It's important. Not only that, but the way you adult is the way that you're teaching your kids how to adult when they get to a certain age. And if it's a fucking hassle and a fight every time you're taking these little fuckers to practice or every time you're taking them to school or, or you're complaining every fucking time because you're late, that's your fault yeah. because you didn't fucking set up the proper guidelines to have your fucking house operate as efficiently as possible. Don't blame them. You're supposed to be teaching them how the shit's done. You can't expect them to get their shit together when, when you have a hard enough time keeping your fucking life in check. You know, and it's like we got to take a real fucking hard look at ourselves. Most of the shit that we get mad at people for is just us projecting our own insecurities onto other people. Or, That's the fucking reality of it. But nobody wants to talk about that. No one, no one wants to talk about their fucking shortcomings, where they fail. Uh, why they hold people in contempt, why they hold themselves in contempt, why they're so fucking mad at, at everybody because you're falling short of what you know what you that you, that you could be. And that's the contempt you fucking hold for everything and for the world even. Yeah. For the world even. That's why these motherfuckers are so fucking mad at everything and they wake up every fucking morning to see and jump on the fucking internet to see what they're going to gripe and complain about today. You know what I mean? Our people continue to surround themselves with people and things and circumstances that... that that they don't realize, don't serve them a goddamn, I mean, inch of positive. Listen, Dave, I get it. Yeah. Just this weekend, I had an experience that me and you were talking about earlier. Yeah. A mutual friend of ours or acquaintance, you know uh, what I mean? Uh, yeah, somebody yeah. that we both yeah. know. Um, a person. Yeah. Uh-huh, okay. um, invited me to go somewhere celebratory for a bachelor party. Okay. Um, and you know what I mean? I just... I don't really, you know what I mean? Like, even though I used to fucking live at strip clubs at one point in my fucking life, really? you know, fuck it, yeah, come on, bro, get the fuck out. <laughs> you were there with me. <laughs> wow, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I used to fucking live there, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm in a different fucking point in my life, you know what I mean? And I'm not, you know, wagging my, my fucking finger it's at strip clubs. a different way yeah. to deal with stress. I mean, it's not, I'm not wagging my finger at strip clubs. Yeah. Like, hey, listen, I'm not going to knock anybody's hustle, you know? Some of them's got great, great fucking wings. Yeah. Go you know, women, get it how you live. You know what I mean? If that's the way that you get the bag, fuck it. I mean, listen, I ain't going to fucking judge you. I'm, I'm no fucking authority to wag my fucking finger at you, believe me. Um, but, you know, at one point in my life, yeah, I used to frequent and fight off it, bro. But with the shit that I'm... I'm, I'm I got a real specific fucking plan, bro, what I want to do. And I got to be really fucking serious about this, Dave, because if I want to see this through um, the way that I want it to work out, like what I envision for this podcast, this is just the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope to grow 
I hope this is the launching platform to get us to where we we're trying to be. But you know what I mean? I'm trying to fucking write books, bro. I'm trying to fucking, uh, you know, direct fucking movies, uh, small movies. You know what I mean? Like indie type movies. You know what I mean? Uh, dealing with all the shit that we talk about and discuss here on the, the podcast. Well, not only I've seen you write scripts. I, yeah. You have so much work that nobody knows about it. Yeah. I can't wait until it gets out. But again, I mean, continue. Yeah. So, um, anyways, um, I, I hesitated. And when I first got the initial invitation on Friday, I was like, all right. Um, yeah, just shoot, you know, let me know when you guys are going to be headed up there and I'll meet you. You know what I mean? And uh, then we can go from there. You know what I mean? That same night, I, I spoke to somebody, you know what I mean, a friend of mine, and um, I told her, like, hey, you know, I got this call. I got invited to uh, this uh, bachelor party, um, you know, and even though I felt like saying no, I didn't say no. Why not? Well, that's the fucking question, bro. Like, it's like I'm still working. I'm still working the kinks out. Like, why is it so fucking hard to say no when that's your initial instinct? But it's that's still that that still misplaced loyalty. It, it's misplaced loyalty because look, I, I admire this person. Mm-hmm. He's a great friend. Okay. Uh, he has been there when most people haven't been there, and, and I. You don't want to let him down. And yeah, I don't want to let him down, and I appreciate the invitation. You know what I mean? These days, I don't get a lot of those. You know what I mean? But but that's not you. Anymore. But but that's not me anymore. Like I don't really care that I don't get invitations. Like because. I'm not gonna go anyway because that's not where I'm at anymore. You know what I mean? You're, like you're far th- beyond. I, I got way too many shit that I, there's way too much shit that I want to accomplish for me to get distracted. I don't. I can't afford to be distracted by anything else that that ain't driven towards this vision that I have for, that, what, if, for what we're doing. You if know, that ain't discipline. I don't know what is. I mean, well, listen, bro. It's like this is. I can't. You know, it's it's like that hood psychology that oh, that every every hood dude knows. You know what I mean. <laughs> Hey, now you know what the definition of insanity is? Doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. You know what I mean? Every hood brother loves that. You know what I mean? Every fucking cholo, every gangster. You know and you? Every crip, every damu. Put that on mean? something. <laughs> Everybody knows that. You know what I mean? And uh, that's, that's, that's admirable, man. You know, there's a whole world of fucking psychology out there that's uh, easily available to you, man. That, that, I, I, I applaud anybody that, you know... <laughs> Knows that little antidote, and you know there's so much more information out there. I, I invite you to fucking keep that in, uh, inquisitive mindset, and you know inform yourself even better. But you know, going back to that, bro, it's like because we've every time he's called me in the past, um, not so recently, but further back, like I was always his guy. Like he would call me, I'm always gonna be there. You know what I mean? And so. Um, even though, you know, that's not his scene either. You know yeah. what I mean? He was doing this because, you know what I mean? I guess he's, you know, he's playing, associated. Yeah, he's associated with this yeah. person yeah. that, you know, that they were going to celebrate, you know, I, or, I think, or have a bachelor party with. But, like, why didn't I say no? And then I spoke to this, my, my female friend I was speaking to, at the same token, she told me, you know what's funny? I just got an invitation to tonight. And instead of me saying no, which was my initial reaction, I said, okay, cool. Send me the information or let me know when you're going to be there and then maybe I'll meet you up. And we both fucking asked ourselves, like, why is that? And we just came to the conclusion it's like we're still working it out. We're still working it out. But you know what? Saturday when they sent me the information, I told me, shoot me the address to the place where it's going to be two hours before you guys leave so I can have time to get ready and then meet you guys. 
But you know what I mean? I, I was like, okay, cool. I know what I got to do. Um, you know what I mean? I, and I'll read, I'll read the shit right off my phone. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm obviously not going to read the whole thing because I'm not going to put people's business out there. But you know what I mean? Like, I was like, uh, uh, hey, respectfully, uh, my boy, I'm going to have to decline. It's just not in alignment with what I'm trying to build right now. So, um, you know, congratulate, you know, such and such person. And, uh, you know what I mean? Wow. You know, be careful out there. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? Virginia. I mean, it's it's just like... It's kind of dry to the point. Cut and dry, bro. And that's what I should have done from the beginning. I can't believe but, but, but what's the fucking hesitation there? Like, I, I'm like, believe me, I ain't got this shit figured out. I'm a lot further along my journey than I used to be, but... There's still those holdups, and it, and I think it's just really misplaced loyalty. You know what I mean? Because you feel like you're not being that friend to that person. Um, you know what I mean? If if you don't show up for them when when they ask something of you. Now, if you were to ask me anything else, I'd be there for him. But I'm just not trying to like. I got to honor myself too. You know what I mean? And, and, and my vision, bro, and, and what I have in mind to fucking build. And if I'm going to have to scale back and, and do shit that, that's not in my comfort level anymore, like, why is it so fucking hard to say no? Like, and why are we so concerned that they won't understand what we mean by that? And furthermore, um, why am I even concerned that they might feel a certain way about it? Like, it should just, you know what I mean? If, if we respect each other as peers, like, no should just be okay. Yeah. I should be able to say no without any explanation. Yeah. And maybe I'm overthinking it in my head. Maybe this person, because he's completely rational and a mature person and very, uh, what's, uh, yeah, very mature and very, you know what I mean? Like, uh, forward thinkers, I maybe like there's no, maybe he didn't think nothing of it, and he was just like, oh okay, cool. But you know what I mean? Like here I am spinning my wheels about it. Like oh, I wonder if he's gonna take it wrong. Like I don't want him to take it wrong. Like I do love my boy. You know what I mean? I appreciate the invitation, but like it's I, I get it, people. Like and I know I'm not the only one that goes through this. I know you guys go through it too. Like you guys are not. Uh, it shouldn't. You shouldn't feel like it's, it's it's a demand every time you get invited somewhere to show up. It's not. Listen, if you need to say no for your own fucking personal peace of mind, for your own fucking mental health, because you're going through situations that other people might not know nothing about, it's okay to say no. Normalize that. By doing that, you're taking your fucking power back. Don't feel obligated to appease anybody. The only person that you need to hold yourself accountable to is yourself. Because if you're not good for any for yourself, you can't be good for anybody else. And there's people that depend on you. Because we're all fucking adults here, you know what I mean? And if, if you're an adult and there's not people that depend on you, you're fucking doing something wrong. There's something wrong if, if you're a grown-ass man or a grown-ass woman and people can depend on you. There's there's a fucking chink in that chain, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And and I, I'd advise you to expeditiously find out what the fuck that is. Because we all have to be responsible about something or someone. 
uh, or some position that we hold, uh, you know, whether it be at a job, whether it be in a relationship, whether it be as a patriarch of a family, whether it be a son of a family, a daughter of a family, a mother, a father, a, whatever. Um, just don't feel obliged to say yes every time you're invited somewhere. Listen, if you continue down this fucking path, you're never going to get nowhere because people are going to know and expect you to show up every time they fucking invite you somewhere. You got to start educating people a, a, a different version of yourself. And, and every time that they invite you, it's your job to really sit there with the invitation, play it out in your mind, because it's probably not the first time that you've been out with these folks. So what is this going to lead to? You already know. You already know depending on what group of friends are inviting you out, how the night's going to turn out. If that's not what you want to do no more and, and, and you're really not feeling that, don't do it to oblige anybody. Fuck that. You don't owe anybody anything. I hope my, my close friends know that they can depend on me for whatever. You know, you know what I tell my close friends? And I think I've said this before in another podcast. Don't count me in, but you can count on me. To say like, look, bro, I, I don't... Like the old way that we used to kick it, it's like, I'm not knocking it. I'm not wagging my finger at it or saying like, oh, no, 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 no. Listen, just right now, I'm not in a fucking place where I'm no longer entertaining that bullshit. You know, you know how much time I've wasted? Other people are further ahead of me and that's cool. So if you feel like you have the fucking luxury to fuck around a little bit and you know what I mean? Like uh, entertain yourself and, and shit like that. Um, but you know, furthermore, this person that I'm talking about, he don't even like that shit. It was like, he's, he's a best man, uh, for this person, you know what I mean? That they were going to celebrate. So it's like, because of that, now he's kind of forced to take him somewhere, yeah. but he doesn't, he's never frequented strip bars. He's never frequented them. It's not his fucking thing. I have a theory. It's not his fucking thing. Now. Now, I have a theory, too, okay. and I'm going there. Okay. I wonder if he was forced to say yes, and he really wanted to say I no. Was just, uh, I wonder if he's in the same conundrum that I find myself in. And because he's a good fucking good-hearted person, he didn't have the fucking heart to say no. Or maybe it's it's fine, and maybe he like he was honored, you know what I mean? But, but his association is much more yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe he was honored by the fact because it is honorable to be asked to be someone's yeah. best man. But maybe he wasn't so inclined to the festivities of it because, like I said, this person doesn't frequent those places. I think he felt uncomfortable or a certain way about it. I mean, uncomfortable, I'm just using it as a lack of a better word. But um, I think he wanted to associate, he wanted to bring you along so, you know, to feel a little better. Like, hey, I got someone who I can... Associate, conversate with, and feel yeah. better about the entire situation. Yeah, yeah, could be. I mean, I yeah, it could I mean, be anything. It could, it could be a number of things. Person. You know what I mean? I respect this person as well. Very yeah, much. you know what I mean, very much, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's one of the people that I, I look forward to sitting down with, even if it's for a quick fucking hour meal. You know, when he's on on lunch or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's like it's always like when I have conversations with this person that we're speaking about. It's like. I fill his cup and he fills my cup. I never walk out of there feeling drained. Or we we don't bother wasting time talking about dumb shit. We, we that hour 
from the moment we fucking exchange words, it's it's just about building. It's about checking in where we're at mentally. It's meaningful. It's meaningful. It's like we got like he's very busy, and you know now I'm starting to get very busy. You know what I mean? And he doesn't have time for small talk. Yeah. This motherfucker is super fucking busy. Super busy. Which so you know what I mean? That's why when he when he summons me and fucking like hey let's meet up for lunch. I'm there because I enjoy the interaction. It's going to be something uh, that's going to benefit me spiritually, something that's going to build me up. I'm going to exchange ideas and, and, uh, uh, you know, anecdotes with this, with this person that I admire. And, you know, I, I, I feel that he has that same admiration for me. You know what I mean? I I think, I mean, him asking you to come along is, is just, he enjoys your company, your conversation. He knows, he knows he'll have a great time. Yeah. There, I don't know who else is going to be there, who else got invited, or what the association with, or who will attend. But yeah. all he, all I read or all I feel is that he's bringing you along because there's a certain way he feels about the circumstance, but wants you there nonetheless yeah. because he knows that he can rely on you and count on you, and it's going to make things much better. So you know what I mean? Like this, this question here, I mean, it could pertain to anything, ladies and gentlemen. But this is just the way that I have a better way of dissecting it for me personally and uh, I'm just using what happened over the weekend anecdotally to break it down and unpack it a little further big weekend yeah but you know what I mean like uh, this can apply to you know relationships that are no longer serving us you know what I mean and uh, which by the way you know you get to a certain point hopefully um, in your spiritual intelligence where everything doesn't have to be so fucking drastic like it's very hard for the majority of us to fucking say no to people. Yeah. It's fuck. Why is it so fucking hard to say no? Listen, if you don't feel like doing something and someone's going to take it wrong because you're, you're making space for yourself, for your well being, like let them. Now I'm speaking for my particular uh, age group here. You know what I mean? Age. Yeah. For my particular age group, you know, we're in our forties. You know what I mean? In your 40s, not everybody should have fucking access to you. Everybody shouldn't have access to you. Now, it's for you to discern who should and who shouldn't. Now, from my best estimation, if I feel drained every time I'm with somebody, or everybody's always fucking telling me their fucking problems, or all they summon me for is to fucking, you know, drink and just do shit like that that's not constructive or we're not discussing ideas or we're not talking about how to fucking evolve, uh, you know, spiritually, financially. We're not exchanging ideas for, for our self-betterment, for our self-improvement or uh, ideas of how we might be able to fucking propel our family and these next generations to come. If we're not discussing these things... I don't want to have the discussions. I don't want to show up to fucking kickbacks anymore and, and hear t- people talk about fucking beefs that they have with people from high school. And <laughs> Like, I'm done with that shit, bro. What the? I don't give a fuck about that. I don't give a fuck about who you think ratted. I don't give a fuck about this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't, that has nothing to do with me. That has nothing to do with me. Why the fuck would I entertain those fucking situations? <laughs> like, I get it. You know what I mean? I'm not a street dude. You know what I mean? Like, maybe this is, 
imperative for street dudes to always discuss the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not a street guy. You That's know what I mean? Life. That's uh, you know what I mean? So maybe I don't get it. Maybe it's very important that you guys talk about the same thing all street the time. Cred. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't operate in that fucking world. You know what I mean? So if if I'm not operating in that world, then, you know, I just, no, no. No, you know, I mean, nothing against that. I mean, if that's your world and that's that's how you live, like, bro, like I said, get it how you live, my boy. I, I, I'm never going to knock anybody's hustle. And if that's how that world moves, then fucking, and, and I'm, you know, excuse my naivete, because it's just not something that I'm, that, 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 that I found fascinating anymore. Like, I, I, I've wasted so much fucking time. I don't have fucking time for this shit no more. And, you know, unapologetically, just, you know what I mean? Like, I love people. I just, you won't see me for a while. I'm trying to build. And I'm, I'm, my plans are to get fucking lost for the next five years and just concentrate on this. And anything that's not this, I don't have time to entertain, bro. I don't have time to entertain. You know why? Because I got shit that I want to fucking accomplish. And you got to get very fucking serious when it comes to shit like this, bro. And the fucking old version of me that these people are calling, that, that version doesn't even exist anymore, bro. That version doesn't even exist anymore. You're making the tough choices. I'm making the make. fucking tough choices to get... I gotta be somebody else to get the shit that I've never had before. I can't be the same motherfucker and reach those fucking crazy goals that I won't even get into really in detail with you because you would think I'm fucking crazy, and I get it. <laughs> it's logical that you think I'm fucking crazy. I, I get it. It sounds so fucking irrational. And the possibilities of it happening are fucking slim. But you don't fucking see what I see. You know, the fucking fastest way to fucking kill a big idea is, is discussing it with small-minded people. I don't have time for that. Not anymore, bro. I'm taking my fucking time very fucking serious, bro. And if I don't have time to entertain relationships that no longer serve me. I'm done. I wasted enough time. If you want to fucking come with me on this mission and you think there's something there, like, I invite you to come. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying to change shit from... I'm trying to change culture, like, as, as we know it, for something better, or at least on an alternative, because the other, the, the, the current culture is always going to be there because it's, it's way too strong, it's way too powerful. But we got to make a fucking intent to put a fucking dent in it. You know what I mean? And I don't care if this shit doesn't happen while I'm still alive. As long as I'm fucking planting the fucking seed, some motherfucker is going to come behind me that's smarter than me, that knows a, a fucking better way to fucking get the message across. And if it's just my fucking purpose in life to fucking plant the seed and spark somebody else's curiosity that's way better at this shit than me, then fuck it. That's that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just unapologetically, like, you know what I mean? And I guess I'm... Saying this to myself right now on air, like, don't feel any type of fucking way to normalize saying no to fucking people or situations that no longer serve what the fuck you're trying to do with your life. And unless you fucking manage your personal life like this, you will never be able to manage a motherfucking company or be the CEO of anything if you can't CEO your own fucking life and fire and hire people in and out of your life accordingly. Don't be attached to emotions. Emotions have no fucking place when it comes to doing business and, and, and reaching your fucking potential and achieving your fucking goals. Emotions and attachment cannot exist in that lane. It's very fucking serious business. If you're not fucking serious about it, that's probably why you're in the same fucking place that you still are. 
not everybody should have access to you. It doesn't mean that you stop loving these people. You just love them from a distance. You wish them the best. You keep them in your prayers and you hope they're doing good, they're doing good and they figure this spiritual journey out for themselves or religiously, whatever. Whatever is going to get them to the next level of their life. But that's that's it. You know, we're going to wrap this uh, you know, up. Uh, you know what I mean? We're wrapping it up with a high note. I know we didn't fuck around like we did other times, but I really wanted to get this one off my chest because it was fresh. You know what I mean? And um, I'm just like very passionate about this shit. And so uh, that's it. That's episode 11. It's episode 11. Thank you, everybody. Thank, Thank you for your support, you. and have a good night.